This video is sponsored by Jerry's Artorama. Jerry's Artorama Online has been serving artists for over 50 years, providing only the best quality art supplies. Jerry's Artorama has premier lines that sell all over the world and are used by millions of artists and professionals worldwide for amazing results. In addition to over 65,000 fine art supplies, choose from over 4,000 free art lessons, oil painting, drawing, acrylics, watercolors, mixed media, and the largest selection of new supplies professionally evaluated and created by artists for artists. Jerry's Artorama has been empowering artists since 1968. We provide reliability, better art supplies, great prices, and exceptional service. The quality of your art matters to us. Hello, everybody. Today, we are going to be drawing Sarah Bernhardt cookies. If you would like to grow as an artist and you can't afford an art class, we've got everything you need here at ArtProf, critiques, tutorials, and professional development. I would love for some of you to draw along with me because we've got these lovely Sarah Bernhardt cookies that I'm going to be drawing in the lower left-hand corner. And I'm actually going to be using three different reference photos and I'm combining them. So what I did earlier this morning is I sat down and I did a bunch of these thumbnail sketches because I find it impossible to visualize how I want to do the arrangement because I was going to just do these two as a pair. For me, these look like people. <laughs> they have a gesture, the way that they're seated. This one's just like bleh. This one's a little bit more elegant. This one's a little bit more upright, but I tried arranging them in all different ways, overlapping them. Here I was trying to put them in different positions. There's actually this little one in the back. It looks like a gnome, but I decided not to use that one. I didn't really like the shape that much. And then I did some quick little sketches, some that are barely there. And really what I was looking at I think each one has a gesture. So if you look at all these arrows that I was drawing, that's what you're looking at, okay? We've got this one that's gesturing downwards. This one is gesturing upwards. This one has a slight tilt. It's not really as dramatic as the other two, but ultimately I decided to go with this one. So this is the thumbnail that I will be referencing. And if you go into the Art Prof Discord, you can see the first couple stages of this drawing where I did the line sketch. I blocked in some of the colors. I am just starting to do that right now. And remember, you can draw along with me. You don't have to draw what I'm drawing. You can draw anything you want in your studio. And if you are, tell me what you're doing. I know Lisa's doing clay, which is awesome. I mean, for some reason, when I look at these Sarah Bernhardt cookies, I think about Stonehenge. Isn't that strange? Not because they look like Stonehenge, but because of the way, for me, this image feels like these monolithic stone <laughs> figures that just come out of nowhere. Because I guess even though they're very small cookies, in my head, based on what I'm seeing, in the reference photos, they feel bigger to me. They have a monumental look. And so I guess that's why I'm thinking Stonehenge. 
But I find that very useful to see a lot of these subjects figuratively. I mean, for me, it makes sense because I was always a figurative artist and it's strange for me that I'm doing still life. I think it's really bizarre <laughs> that I'm doing still life, but I'm having a great time. That's all that matters. And there's a surprising amount of red in these Sarah Bernhardt's. I was not expecting that. By the way, who wants to be my fact checker? <laughs> who wants to go and look up Sarah Bernhardt, who she was? I think she was an opera singer. I could be totally wrong, but we need a fact checking team to figure that out. And I believe these are also known as rhymes with stipples. Don't want YouTube to demonetize me. <laughs> I'll let you interpret that yourselves. And I'm really fascinated by the lighting here. There's so many textures. And yes, I am going to do all that bling, all that gold dust. In fact, this one up here has gold leaf. But we ended up doing gold dusk later because we liked the look of the dusk better than the gold leaf. The gold leaf was a little bit hard to put on, but we ended up with the gold dust, which is really fun. So yeah, I'm going to have to do some research on what is going to be <laughs> the best way for me to get that look of the gold dust because this might be in my Instagram story, but the way we put on the gold dust was actually with an eyedropper. It's that thin. It's not like glitter. It's so, so thin. It's not on Flickr, the eyedropper, but it is on my Instagram story. If you just go to my highlights, you will find all of that. So Manette is asking, what size paper is that? That cookie is as big as your hand. I know that's what I was saying, that I feel like they're so monumental. I think it is, geez, I can't tell. I'll have to look at it later. I think it's about 12 by 16 inches, but I could be wrong. Maybe Sarah Barnhart was an actress. She was some performer, I think. But this cookie is named after her, I believe. Here we go. Anna says, Sarah Barnhart was an actress, singer, cabaret performer, who worked in the Moulin Rouge, Toulouse-Lautrec painted her many times. Oh, that's so cool. For some reason, I thought she was a little bit more contemporary, but I guess I'm wrong. That's really fun. I feel like we're always learning so much about history here. <laughs> Do you all know about other art prof? I mean, art channels that need fact checkers? <laughs> we were looking up that carnival glass the other day when Kat was drawing that carnival glass chicken, which was hilarious, such a weird object. But yes, we had some wonderful art prof fat chuckers for that day because we just can't afford it right now. We can't afford anything right now. I'm like, we just need to stay up and running. And by the way, if anybody wants information about the art supplies that I'm using today, you can go down to the YouTube video description below, and I do have several links. You can find all that information that you might be wanting. 
on the art supplies. If you want to know the brand, this is the brand of Color Pastel, colored pencil, sorry, it's still the morning. <laughs> these are Faber-Castell watercolor pencils, Albert Durer, and these are the regular sized ones, which are the ones that I have here. But then I also have, these are watercolor pencils, Albert Durer Magnus, and these are wider. So these are the Magnus ones, and you can see they're pretty chunky. I like these a lot when I'm trying to fill a big space and I don't need a lot of detail. I'm not big on detail anyway, but I really like these for that reason. They just make it easier for me to go in and get big chunks of color. Eventually, I will be adding these Caran crayons. The only thing about these, if I use them in conjunction with the colored pencils, I can't do colored pencil over the crayon. So once I start the crayon, I have to say goodbye to the colored pencil. So you probably are not going to see me do this today, but I will finish it later and I'll post it on Instagram so you can all take a look. You know what's funny is I feel sort of bad <laughs> that I've settled into a bit of a routine for these because for the longest time I was just jumping around trying so many different techniques for the Bread Fairy series. And now I've settled into black watercolor paper, colored pencil, covered with Caran d'Ache crayon. And I'm not playing as much with the supplies. And I'm just thinking, oh, maybe these dreams are not that fun anymore because I'm just doing the same technique. Maybe I'll switch it up, but I just feel pretty good about this technique that I've discovered. I just want to give it a little bit of time. And if it turns out eh, it's not so good later, maybe I'll change it up. But there is a point, I think, sometimes where you just start jumping around so much that you sort of get whiplash. And it is nice to just settle down, at least temporarily. I can always shake it up a little bit later on. It's weird, these photos, you think that they're sort of monochromatic. They don't have a billion colors. But there's a lot, actually. If you look closely, especially up here, this is really almost pinkish, which is very exciting. So I'm just going to do a bunch of thin glazes of a variety of reds. I think some burnt siennas are going to get in there. I mean, this first pass of colored pencil, none of it shows. So I don't really think that hard about what I'm doing at this stage. Miriam, thank you so much for the super chat. So wonderful to have your support because we really need it. We still do. I know it sounds ridiculous. I know a lot of people look at our channel and say, oh my gosh, you have over 100,000 subscribers. That's amazing. You have so many followers on Instagram. And I'm so grateful for all those things. But you know what? that doesn't translate into a budget <laughs> to pay for people. And let me tell you, paying for staff, that is a gigantic expense that a lot of YouTube channels don't have. A lot of the YouTube channels are, it's just one artist. And so you're not having to pay any staff. We have to pay five staff. Oh no, we have six because Mia does the social media stuff. 
And so we have serious expenses. This is not a small thing. So it's challenging for us. And trust me, you will all be the first ones to know when we don't have any budget needs anymore. I will be so happy to never talk about budget ever again, but not now, right now we need it. And by the way, I will take breaks to look at the chat, but I can only do drawing and talking at the same time. I can't do drawing, talking and reading comments. That's just superpower I have not developed yet. Not there. Give me a few years, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> this cookie in the back is sort of a pain because it's like all gold. And so what I'm thinking I might do, I don't want to do all the gold dust with the gold dust. I think I need a base layer of patches of oranges and browns. And then I think, I suspect, when I go in and I do whatever I'm going to do for the gold dust, that's just going to be very cosmetic. But that actually, I'm going to be more drawing the shapes of the gold dust with the colored pencil. I don't think there's another way to do that because the thing about the gold dust that's tricky is that it does follow the form. If you look at this, you can see the gold dust moving with the roundness of the form. So it's not something I can expect that the gold dust is going to take care of. It's not going to. The gold dust, I think, is just to give it a little sheen. I can't believe I'm making an artwork that has glitter in it. Never, ever in a million years would I have ever done that. By the way, if you want to see how I sharpen my colored pencil, I take a utility knife, I put my thumb behind it, and I take this and I push it upwards very gently to make sure that I don't break it. Because the typical way that a lot of people do this is they do that and a lot of times you end up breaking it. This way it's very gentle. You're able to go up like that. And then you have a nice blunt tip. I don't like sharp tips. Sharp tips sort of stress me out because I feel like I can't cover as much as quickly. And for me, that's frustrating. I like to be able to work a lot faster. And by the way, everybody, I can confirm that our three premium tracks for January are running. We have character design, MFA portfolios, and we also have figure drawing and anatomy. And we are extending registration deadline to Wednesday. So for those of you who were thinking about that premium track and you just didn't get around to it, we're giving you 72 more hours to sign up. And on top of that, we can tell you for sure it's running. So if you sign up, you will definitely be able to be in the class. You can thank the early birds who did that for you, who provided that service. <laughs> I wish I could always tell you it was running, but have to make sure the enrollment is solid first, but we can confirm that now, which is great. Actually, I like that better because if this one's brighter, this one's darker, there's more contrast. I was a little worried that they were gonna blend in too much. 
and that one was going to obscure the other. So let me go back to here because actually this is the spot. Yeah, this has like a chunk of gold leaf. I mean, you can like see the texture on the top and you can see the gold dust, it's so thin. It does have this like downward motion. It's almost like the cookie is a mountain and the gold dust is like sliding downwards. I'm having such a bread fairy weekend. You know what I'm doing after the stream? And actually, I'm sorry to tell you this, but there's no chat after today. I know we usually go and hang out in the Discord, but guess what? I'm going to the bread fairy's house to make holiday cookies. <laughs> so sorry, but I'll have so many photos for you when I get back. So sorry about that. Just when the bread fairy tells you to come make cookies, <laughs> you don't hesitate. <laughs> and if any of you are on Instagram, Oh, we had such a great time in her basement yesterday. I'm trying to find a dark purple. It's like no dark purple. You think with all these colors, I would have enough. But I think this is the darkest purple I have. Or maybe I left it downstairs. I swear there is a darker purple. Anyway, I'll see what I can do about that later. But so yesterday, my kids and I, we wanted to see what she had for the holiday cookies because then we were going to go shopping to see what else we had to buy. So she was like, okay, come over and see what I have. And oh my gosh, I've seen her basement a million times, but we had never really like gone through all her baking stuff. It was so fun. It was like a little treasure hunt. And she's so cute. She's like saying to my kids... This is all for you. You can come take anything you want from here anytime you want. And I just thought that was the sweetest thing. My kids are so lucky. I'm very jealous of them because I never had grandparents, never met them. They all passed away before I was born. And so it's a relationship that I don't have experience with and don't have any memories of. So. I always feel sort of jealous of people that have grandparents and got to spend time with them. Because boy, that's a really special relationship, I think. All right, let's see what people are talking about in the chat. Thank you so much, Jill Kama. Keep it coming, everybody. These super stickers, they all add up. It's a really big deal for us to get any sort of contribution. <laughs> Seven Angelic, super important question. How did the cookies taste? Oh my gosh. Whatever you think they taste like, however scrumptious, you can, it's better than that. <laughs> if you wanna see how they're assembled, go to our Flickr page and click on Thanksgiving. It's on the Thanksgiving album. And you make little macaroons first. So th this is the macaroon, okay? So this is like a flat cookie that's piped and then you bake it. And then you make chocolate ganache, which you pipe on to the macaroon to get this big mound. And then you put them in the freezer so they get nice and cold. And then you get very thin chocolate and you dip it into the liquid chocolate, it like gets cold immediately. And then you put the gold dust on. 
Oh my god, I eat like five. Really, you shouldn't eat five. It's it's a lot. <laughs> Super sixties and seventies says, I must admit, I'm in shock over the lack of points on those pencils. I think the thing is, details are really overrated. Everybody, I know it's what impresses people. People look at drawings and they go, "Whoa, those details are incredible." And sure, details can be helpful but they are definitely not everything. They are glamorous, but you know what's really holding these things up is the form. If you don't have the form of this cookie, the gold dust isn't gonna go anywhere. So for me, it's pointless to have sharp colored pencils at this early stage. Like, what am I gonna do? Draw like little glittery dots at this? I'm not, I'm, I'm putting in big shapes. And so right now, for me, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And honestly, I don't think more detail is always better. I think sometimes more detail can make it feel sterile, like things are too perfect. And so it depends on your aesthetic. I mean, everybody has a different way of looking at it. But I think there is a very common assumption with colored pencils that they have to be sharp and they have to be hyper-realistic, but that's not true. You can draw like a cavewoman. <laughs> Ginger Cell says, whatever happened to the fall raffle? I missed who won. Oh, if you go to our Instagram highlights, you will be able to see who won the raffle. Maria says, something I'm thinking about with these tiny chocolate tops, about the color reflections and shadow temperatures. Any ideas of how to practice getting better at getting that right? I think it's a matter of comparison, okay? So if I look at this, this is a very warm, let me brighten it a little bit because actually it's not really that dark. Okay. This is a very warm, almost blood red reflection, okay? So to me, this reads as a very warm color. Now, when I look here, this is not only darker, but it also feels a lot more cool. So to me, this feels more of a bluish tone. And so when I look at those reflections, because it's a lot, there's reflected light bouncing all over the place here. You look at it in relation to something else. You don't just look at this and say, what color is this? I say, what color is this in relation to this? So if I look at these two, this one's more orange. It's actually not as red as the one that's up there. So I'm gonna pump out some of that. And then on this side, I'm actually going to pull in a little bit of purple. So I think a lot of it, Maria, is searching for those relationships. What does this red look like compared to this? Because this is a very blood red. On this side, actually, this side is also sort of a bloody red color. Um, but then if I look here, like to me, this is very green. And so what I think I'm going to do now, maybe I'll take this like olive -y color. I'm just going to put this green on top. And here's the thing. A lot of people might look at that green and go, Ugh, that's disgusting. Yes, it looks gross. But you know what? I'm not going to leave it there. It's just there for now. And so you have to think about a lot of the colors, almost like they're placeholders. And you have to let the drawing look really bad. <laughs> for a while. 
I'm putting in green for this shadow right now. It looks terrible, right? <laughs> this does not look good, but I am going to fix it. Like I had this bright yellow there. I'm so not going to keep that. So the whole thing is you have to make comparisons, but also you have to put down a color and know that it's going to be followed up by another color. Like when I put down this green, it's not going to stay green. I'm going to say, for example, now I'm going to layer some orange on top. So already that's not really green anymore. And so don't ever look at colors in isolation. You have to look at them as a group, how they function together. And I think I do tend, I think this is more a preemptive measure for somebody like me. I tend to get too muddy too fast. So I really try to overcompensate by making the colors too bright in the beginning. And then I dull them down later. That may not work for everybody. I mean, some people, maybe that's not a problem. It is a problem for me. So I just know that that's something I need to do. And if I look at this, this one's actually like a dark green. So I'm going to go in to sort of like an evergreen color, some patches in there. So a lot of people will say, well, I don't get why you saw that green. And I'm going, well, because this is so red that it makes this shadow feel more green. So a little color theory in there to help out, but that's not everything. There, there's a lot of things to consider. Candy Licia says, you're inspiring me to draw brownies, make very contestable chocolate chip brownies. You should, it's really fun. <laughs> So Ash Dash says, that's why I never finish anything because it looks bad in the process. I can't get over it. It's not that you have to get over it because you won't. <laughs> I don't. I know it looks bad. But I tell myself to not judge it. That's the problem. I think when we start judging ourselves midway through, that's when we get in trouble. So it's not that your drawing is the problem. Your mind is the problem. Like Your brain is the one that's messing with you, that that's the thing that's really hard. It, it's nothing to do with, is your drawing actually good or bad? Because I bet you anything it's not. I think it's just not finished. And sometimes the advice I give people really is that boring. It's just, you have to work on it longer. I know nobody likes to hear advice that requires patience, time, and thought. <laughs> and discipline is like, sorry, I wish I could give you the easy version, but there is no easy version. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to burst your YouTube bubble. It's just not the case. I'm, I'm sorry. I just, I'm not capable of telling you all that you can do these three things and you'll be set. I, I just can't. It's not true. <laughs> because there, I've seen channels that say, do this, this, and this. And I'm like, mm, <laughs> I don't think so. Actually, the ones that I don't like, the ones that bother me more are the videos that say never ever do this unless they're talking about plagiarism i i just don't think there is such a thing for that all the hyperbole on youtube it drives me bats sometimes i'm like come on people there's got to be gray zones here like it cannot be this black and white because when you make it that black and white for people it stresses everybody out because then people say, oh my God, I'm doing it wrong. I'm like, no, you're not doing it wrong. 
there's just nuances. Like it just can't be that straightforward. Just the stuff I want to teach and advise, it does not fit the YouTube algorithm at all. And I'm sorry, everybody, but that's what you're going to get from me. You're going to hear the real deal when it comes to the hard stuff. And most of it is hard. So here I had to do a lot of redrawing. I had to move these around quite a bit because even though I spent time on these thumbnails and I was thinking about placement here and I consider all those things, there's still changes that have to happen at this stage. So I remember at one point, this one was a little over this way. This one I had to move that way. This one moved over here. You can see if you go to Discord and you look at my initial drawings at the earlier stages, you'll see that the placement's not quite the same. And that's not me. That, that's just what happens when you transfer your thumbnail over to the final drawing. Inevitably, something is going to need to get adjusted. And that's fine. I mean, think about it like a construction site. You know, there's always some road where you live that is always a construction site forever and ever and ever. When I was in Boston, it was the Harvard Square Bridge. It was a nightmare. I mean, for years and years, there was this like one horrible intersection. It, you just couldn't go anywhere. And then one day I went and I was like, oh my God, they finished the bridge. Oh my God. And it looked so nice. It looked amazing. And I think this is sort of like that. It's like, Think about what a wreck those construction sites look like. They have to be that way. They, they don't go, oh my God, the bridge doesn't look beautiful. It's like, yeah, because it's not there yet. Of course it doesn't look beautiful. <laughs> You're missing the whole structure of it. Of course it's going to look bad. So yeah, it's nothing to do with you. That's just the process. Anna says, what I love about this channel is that it's authentic and not dogmatic. Thank you so much, Anna. We so much appreciate your support. Everything counts. Every time one of you helps us, it is such a gigantic boost. It is not easy to run a platform like this. I mean, I'm still kind of amazed that we're still here. I'm like, oh my God, it's been like seven years. It's crazy. I think I read somewhere that a lot of new businesses, it was something like after 10 years, 80% of new businesses are not around anymore. So I was like, okay, I'm doing all right. Maria says, these changes in the thumbnail must be why a lot of people are now thumbnailing on the computer, printing it and transferring it to the final paper or canvas. I mean, it can save you time to do that. It's just, I'm old school. <laughs> I, I just have been doing this for so long that for me, like getting the iPad, I don't know, it feels like more work. I know I sound really dumb. I just, I have a workflow that's already established. And so if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Amaris, thank you so much for the super chat. <laughs> And we have Lisa who says, will you explain why you adjusted the cookie positions? Why is this way a better composition than the thumbnail? 
Okay. Let me see how much did I adjust? Oh, no. What I was trying to say, sorry, I was not very clear, is that when I initially sketched these on the big drawing, it didn't quite match the thumbnail. It was like a little bit off. So I had to fix this so it would fit the thumbnail better because I, I can never get it right the first time. I always have to do it and then adjust it. But you know what I did change is in the thumbnail, it's just the three cookies, okay? But when I did this, I sort of liked this pocket of space, but I felt like it got flat because there was nothing back there. So I actually added these two in the background. And I believe these two cookies are in, yeah. So these three cookies here, these are in the same reference photo, okay? This is another reference photo, this is another one. So I had a lot of fun adding that. I mean, thumbnails are not the constitution. I mean, it's like, they're a really good guiding force. But if you find at some point, hey, that's not really what I wanted to do, that's fine, change it. Things have to be fluid. I sort of think I'm gonna regret putting in this blue, but I'm not gonna sweat it that bad because still early and the jury is still out about the chocolate. I sort of am thinking the chocolate should be more purple. So maybe what I'll do is another pass of purple on top of the blue. But like I said, so, so early in the process, there's no way you can have any expectations for things being that clear cut. And notice too, I'm jumping between the three cookies. I think a lot of people don't realize how much that has to happen. There's commonly a lot of people would do a drawing and it's just sort of like part by part. But I think when you do that, there's a really big risk that the drawing is just gonna get very fragmented. So I try really hard to jump around and to stay loose. If I get tight right now, I think it gets unnecessarily slow. Like slowing down doesn't make it better. In fact, I think it makes it for me worse. And I also have not been paying attention to the background. So what I'm gonna do now is take just a quick pass to really solidify the opacity of some of that background. Because I think especially like an area like this, this is, this is very bright. Like this is probably to here is probably one of the brightest high contrast areas. So don't ignore what's around the cookie. What's around the cookie is just as important. And actually that was a strategy that I did for my sexy bread drawing. <laughs> Some of you may have seen me work on this drawing, but the way I started this drawing is I did all the blue. I blocked that all in. I did the lace, I did this, and I didn't fill in the buns at all until that was all blocked in. And so when I did go in and I do the buns, they just fell into place. It was great. It just felt really fast and easy. And so this is sort of a similar thing where if I can sort of construct the forms around, so look at what happens here, okay? I'm pressing really hard. Pressure is very important. 
with colored pencil. That's one thing I don't think a lot of people do enough with color pencil. Like I see a lot of people do like amazing renderings and stuff, but the pressure is not considered very much. And I really like it when a color pencil drawing has different degrees of pressure, like some parts that are really hard, some parts that are very light. I like seeing that touch. So what I'm doing, there's like a little splash of chocolate back here. And I'm just outlining it because it was getting kind of lost. I mean, the other thing that's fun about these homemade cookies is, uh, does everybody see what a mess <laughs> they are? There's like drips of chocolate. It's like a disaster, but I don't know. It's, it's prettier that way. Sometimes some things are too perfect. They're not fun anymore. I don't know if anybody here likes Todd English. He was that celebrity chef in Boston, ran that Olives restaurant. Also uh, dumped his wife and kids for his half his age admin. <laughs> nice, good move, Todd English. But uh, he's a good cook. I like his recipes. And one of the things that he says, which I think is so funny, he says, never trust a round pizza. Meaning that usually a good homemade pizza is not round. It's always misshapen. It's flawed. That, that's the way it should be. And so that's what we're getting here. We're getting little lumps of chocolate. There's going to be glitter everywhere. I mean, we were just laughing because of the whole bread fairy thing. And we were like, oh my God, it's like real bread fairy dust. <laughs> I just thought that was hilarious. So that was a good one. And actually there's a smear. I should add that. There's a little smear of chocolate. It's down here at the bottom. It's very red. I don't know why that's so red. I wonder if it's the lighting was just weird. I mean, when we have these evening dinners, it's actually very hard on lighting because the light is so low, it's artificial light. Natural light is just so much better. It looks so pretty, but I didn't have that this time around. So I had to shoot I believe for this meal, I shot over 700 photos. And if you look at the Flickr album, there's only about 30. So yeah, it's a lot of work to try to get to that point. Super 60s and 70s says, I started out in colored pencil working fast as you are, but my friends in the Colored Pencil Society of America were not amused. I changed my process and I feel my drawings are better. They were not amused. <laughs> you should work however you want. But I mean, if that process is better for you, that's fine. This is what works for me. Okay. This is not a technique that is good for everybody. It's all about fit. Yuki says, having an art breakdown right now, I love and want to do art. It's the only medium I feel I can express myself, but I can't. Art is not my strongest point. I often fail at drawing what I have in my head. I passed my entrance exam for game design, but lately I'm not believing that I can achieve art level. I'm really sorry to hear that, Yuki. I think everybody has felt that at some point. Tell Yuki in the chat, who here has had an art breakdown. I sort of feel like you, you have to have them every now and then. <laughs> I know that sounds terrible, but if you're not having that now and then, 
it's usually a sign that you're getting into a little bit of a rhythm that may not always be a good thing is tricky. I mean, I don't think it's good to have a breakdown in terms of like it being really unhealthy. Like that's not good. I would never want that to happen. But as far as like questioning yourself and wondering, am I good enough? I mean, so many people here have imposter syndrome, including myself. I know that sounds stupid. I, I mean, I would never think that we would have this many subs and I'd still worry about stuff like that. But I do. I, I really do. I know it sounds annoying and I have no right to say that, but I, <laughs> I'm just being honest. That's We all have imposter syndrome no matter what happens. And you know what might help you, Yuki, is I think oftentimes one of the reasons why people have a hard time is because they do have an image in their head of what they think it, quote, should look like. So Yuki, maybe what you can try, don't have an image in your head of what you want it to look like, what you think it should look like, whatever, just don't. Because I think what happens, and maybe some of you can tell me if this is the case for you as well. I think for a lot of artists, when we have that image in our head, it messes with our expectations. Because then we can't live up to that image in our head. We just can't. It, it doesn't matter how skilled you are. I couldn't do that. Like if you ask me, Clara, have a picture in your head of what you want your work to look like. I'm going to be disappointed because ultimately whatever I do here, it's not going to look like what I had in my head. It just won't. I mean, a lot of these images. So let me show you. I also did naked bread. <laughs> this is not sexy bread. It's just naked. <laughs> and when I drew this, the only thought I had in my mind was I want to show warmth. I want to show warmth and light. I want to show the way it felt when we took these buns out of the oven and it felt like they were glowing with warmth. That was the only thing I was after. I didn't have anything in my head about, oh, it should look bright in this way or should that. I had no idea. I didn't know this was going to be blue. I didn't know these were going to be green. I had no idea. I just said, that's what I want. And so maybe you could, you could try that instead of saying i want it to look this way say i want it to feel this way and there's a feeling that i'm trying to get across and that's what i'm going to focus on because the way it feels there's no way you can be wrong about that it's like you just decide i want this to be about warmth i want this to be about that glow if you just set aside those expectations i think you'll find it's going to get easier because i think somebody else said this earlier in the chat, a lot of this is not your lack of skill. It's just unreasonable expectations. It's sort of like, um, if I want to be an Olympic diver, do I think I'm going to make the Olympic team after a month of training? No, I'm not gonna. It takes a freaking long time. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, I cannot believe what these people go through to be in the Olympics. It's insane. I mean, I watched the Olympics last summer and there is this diver from China. I think she won the gold. I can't remember. She was 15. I was like, my kid is 14. Like, I cannot understand this concept of that rigor of training at that age. I, I just can't. <laughs> like, 
All right, so that pumps up some of the lighting. So you know what I would also say, everybody? You know what else helps? It's just you have to distract yourself. I mean, for me right now, being on the stream is helping me because guess what? I'm so focused on talking to all of you and explaining my process that I'm not sweating anything. I'm not going, oh my gosh, I didn't do a good job here. I mean, I probably would be. Like if I was by myself in a room and nobody was here, I totally would be doing that. And so it's like you have to find the circumstances that allow you to turn your brain off. And for me, it's the live streams. If it's chatting with us, great. It's really hard. So I'm, I'm sorry you're dealing with that. I think we all have been there. You are not alone. I mean, anybody who says that they haven't had some degree of imposter syndrome, you are so not telling the truth. You are not. I just, I don't buy it. It's sort of like, <laughs> this is, this is a little bit sassy, but you know, these people who are married and they're like, we don't fight. Never. We've never fought before. I'm like, oh, you're so full of it. I'm like, Everybody fights. So see it part of the process. You have to go there. It's necessary. Oh, geez, I just looked at my screen and all the purple is blue on my screen. Ah, stupid webcam. Anyway, that's what you're looking at. I'll, I'll post it in the Discord before I go to the Bread Fairies and you can all see the more, the more accurate colors because it's not happening right now. But I'm having fun with this. I like all the bling. Isn't that weird? <laughs> I never used to like shiny thing that that was Lauren's thing like Lauren is so good at like glitter and bling and like all that fun stuff and I'm like I'm just not one of those fun people but now I can be just because I want to be it's fun and actually a lot of what I'm doing right now I think does relate in some ways to painting and to digital because what I'm doing right now is I'm putting a quote glaze of purple on top and that's really fun. By the way, everybody, this is very exciting. We have an art prof share today. So I'm just going to take a minute and I'm going to change scenes. And then I want to share for all of you somebody who finished the drawing basics track. If you have not had a chance to look at the drawing basics track, it's a sequence of video lessons and prompts that you can do at your own pace and it's 100% free and we provide lessons and a structure to follow. For a lot of people, they wanna get better at drawing but they don't know where to get started. So congratulations to Kate A who finished the drawing track and you can see this is Kate's artist statement. Kate is an amateur artist, has been doing art on and off for about eight years but got a lot more serious than last year and Kate says that Art Prof's track is very unique in its diversity. And Kate says, I get bored easily. The community on Discord has also gotten me going. Kate explains, I've learned so much. I always wanted to be looser, but instead got messy. Now I know how to draw faster and looser. And also Kate has learned that community is motivating and the feedback and observing others is something that she needs for her art practice. Thumbnails are really helpful in developing concepts. 
got a lot of new favorite drawing mediums, watercolor pencils and wet charcoal. So let's go through and look at Kate's work. The ongoing assignment for the drawing track is to draw for 10 minutes every day. So here is a selection of many of Kate's sketchbook pieces. And so great to see the variety in here. So many different media, thumbnails, architecture, figures, animals, great range in all those sketches. Week one is to do a total of six hours of animal gesture drawings. And so we do have these timed drawing videos available on YouTube. And I love these cats, <laughs> the way they're so floppy. And then that pig at the top is like charging ahead. They have so much character. I just love the development of these. And then also Kate, this goat in the middle that has tone really nicely done. And then the second week is to do six hours worth of figure drawing using the Edward Mewbridge figures. It's a book called The Human Figure in Motion. And these are very fast drawings, probably two or five minutes. Yeah, Kate's labeled them five minutes, 10 minutes. So these are very short. And you know something? Six hours is a long time. If any of you have not actually timed yourself trying to figure out the amount, do it sometime. It's amazing. It takes a long time. But wow, you get so much better. And oh, I am so blown away by Kate's texture drawing because the prompt is to choose a man-made object, object from nature that is visible texture. And I watched Kate work on this for so long. I saw so many different iterations and this is just beautiful. It has a softness to it, wonderful range of value. And oh my God, that detail is extraordinary, but it's not over the top. It's not on everything. I think Kate was very smart in that she was very selective about the detail. I'm sure she could have put it everywhere, but she did not. And then week five is a self-portrait. Wonderful thumbnails. Oh my God. The art teacher in me is just swelling with pride. And then look at how dramatic that face is, how sculptural it is with all those cast shadows. And then, whoa, Kate took off with the wet charcoal. This is only one piece, but I've seen Kate do several pieces in the Discord with the wet charcoal. And it's just, she does so well with it. It's like she exploits the best talents of the wet charcoal. I mean, aren't these gorgeous? These branches are so delicate, but then the black is so luscious. Oh my gosh, I, I am just so amazed at what you accomplished, Kate, and good for you for taking on the track because the track, it is no small feat. And I know we have several people who have finished the track. And if you go onto artprof.org, we have links to everybody's video features and their slideshows. So you can see all those and it's a lot of work, but oh my gosh, you learn so much. I mean, when you've logged just 12 hours of gesture drawing, you're gonna get better. It's like, you don't have a choice, but to get better. So it's been very inspiring for us to see people doing that. And so many people who are doing the truck have other things going on. They've got full-time jobs. They've got families to take care of. And it's like the dedication's remarkable. And people aren't doing the track to get credit or to get an A. People are doing it because they really want to do it. And it's like that love dedication, that's extraordinary. So yeah, it, it's wonderful. So thank you, Kate A, for your 
inspiration and I hope other people can get into the discord and work on the track. And we have so many tracks now. I'm like so stoked. Like we have the figure drawing track, character design got posted. There's going to be a portrait and color track coming up that I'm going to be working on over the break. So the tracks for me, it's our solution to people not knowing where to begin because we have our curriculums and those are sort of, for lack of a better word, a big dump of information. It's like, it's all here, but a lot of people don't really know how to sift through that. And so the track is the answer. The track is saying, okay, here's all the content. Here's where you can begin. And you don't have to follow it. I mean, if you want to jump around and do it all out of order, you know, nobody's going to care. So it's great. Yeah, this is wonderful. Alex says, oh my God, the knitting is amazing. Lisa says the fabric was a journey. Ginger Cell really wants to do a track. And yeah, Seven Angelic, those hours, you, you can't do the track and not get better. Like I challenge any of you to do the track and tell me you didn't learn or didn't improve because if you do, you're lying. There's no way you can do it and not get better. Miriam says, I'm happy my art is not perfect because I always have the motivation to learn something new every day. Otherwise, it would be boring. Yep. I, I would stop. I'd be like, oh, that's it. <laughs> There's not like you have to try to twist it into a positive experience because I mean, a lot of us will say, oh my gosh, I'm so frustrated. I feel like I'm never good enough. But it's like, you can also say to yourself, oh my gosh, it's so cool that I have more to learn because learning is fun. Who here doesn't like to learn? It's so fun. I mean, it's awkward and you feel dumb, but I don't know. I, I just sort of like it, especially if you work professionally. Tell, tell me if this is true. Okay, people who are not artists, you're in another field, okay? Don't you get a little tired of being the expert sometimes? I, I know it sounds really weird. Like you would think, oh, it's nice to be a professional and speak with confidence in your field and everything. Yeah. I, I feel the same way. Like I, I feel pretty confident when I'm here talking with all of you that I feel like I mostly know what I'm talking about. But but then another part of you sort of likes not being the expert and likes not knowing anything and likes hearing it from somebody else. Lindsay says, hang in there, Yuki. You got into a competitive program. They see your potential. Sometimes it's hard to see that in yourself. Such good advice. Absolutely. I was talking to... One of my former RISD students called me up. They've been out of school for a while and they started this master's program and were frustrated. And I was explaining to them, I was like, listen, no matter what happens, okay, you are a super smart, competent person. You're reliable. You're so nice. And you're going to do great no matter where you are. And this student said to me, like, really? I don't think I'm like, come on. I, I was like telling him, I'm like, do you know how many people I've worked with? I'm like, I, I know a smart person when I see them. It's easy for me to tell. It's just, I think sometimes you can't see it in yourself as Lindsay says. So that's why come here and talk to us and we'll tell you that you're not crazy and that's normal. Manette says, how do you decide what colors to use to depict shadows and highlights? I start with the ones that are really obvious. So like this one, if you look at the reference photo, it's totally red. 
Like it's not going to be something else. And then I look at what's next to it and I say, well, this is red compared to the red. What does this feel like? To me, it looks darker and it looks more blue. And so I compare. I don't look at colors in isolation because that's when you get in big trouble. <laughs> so Slepnir says, imagining, oh, image in my head is not a thing. I start with something, tend to be surprised with what I come up with, either good or bad. Mm -hmm. I love the surprise. Surprise is so fun. I mean, it's great when I like the surprise. <laughs> it's like, oftentimes the surprise is not good, but that's okay. Oh, I love this sea control. Pompous statement for the day. Sometimes it is more important to capture the presence of the ganache cookie than the details. What is the cookie without its salt? Exactly. Because I, if I really want an accurate image, I'll give you the photo. I did. There is a photo. But I want to tell you about the experience because I, I really think this is true. That when I go to the bread fairy's house and she makes a feels like magic. I know it sounds stupid. It's such a cheesy, cliche way for me to talk about it, but it really feels like magic. Like she brings these things out and it's just like, it's like, there's a little like harp in the background. Like, like it really feels like that. And so I want to share that with you as much as I can. Yuki says, but Clara, if you kind of know how you want to draw a character, but you say you shouldn't do that, how will you create your own character? Well, here's the thing. You can say, I want to do a character who is an archer. Okay. So if somebody's an archer, they're going to have a bow. They're going to have probably pretty hardy clothing. They're going to have arrows. Okay. So I'm not saying start with nothing. I'm saying that you shouldn't have in your head this like, really specific idea like start with those concrete things like the bow and the arrow and everything and just let the piece evolve if you do that you'll have more fun i think it's tricky but yuki i don't know if you're in the discord but if you're not you should hang out with us there because that's where i can really give people help i i feel bad because i get so many messages and i have to just tell people join the discord because i just can't reply to individual emails and Instagram is just too many. So if you join the Discord, not only can our staff help you, but you'll get help from the community, which is honestly incredibly valuable to have that. There are not a lot of places where you would have that experience. So yeah, join the Discord if you're not in there already. Remember everybody, we are extending the registration for the premium tracks, I can confirm they are running. So if you register between now and Wednesday, you will definitely know for sure that the class is running. Three more days to register. And I would love to work with all of you because the premium tracks, they're a really intimate, really close-knit group of people. And it's so fun. We have a blast in there. We really get to know each other. There is not going to be a Discord chat. Sorry. <laughs> you can all hang out there. I will go in there and I'll post the stuff, but I have to go to the Bradbury Sunday Cookies. And thank you so much to our top Patreon supporters. You are amazing for giving us the funding we need to keep things up and running. And everybody, thank you so much for watching. I'll see you next time. Bye.